Syra, thank you so much for coming yeah. on Spilling Chai. Um, I haven't been able to stop really thinking about you and your words in light of the most recent uh, mass shooting in Nashville. And I encourage everybody to go and follow uh, Syra on IG, uh, on Instagram. But I wanted to ask you something because I kept thinking about a point that you made the last time we spoke, which was about how white supremacy um, also kills white people. It's lethal also for white people. And gun violence in America is a uniquely white issue. Let me just say that if 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 we want gun control, we just have to have a bunch of black and brown people take up arms, right? We will have gun control probably tomorrow. We know that. We know that. We know yeah. that for a fact. Um, but I want you to kind of expand more on that point of yours because it was such an important point. Yeah. Like school shootings and gun violence in America really embodies that point. So what do you, what's the connection sure. between whiteness and guns? Yeah, it's funny. I just am finishing up in um, an article uh, about this. So there's two parts to it. Um, number one, white guns in America are based in white supremacy and anti-blackness. So this, this bit has been fully buried. Go, go by and read. I'm in the middle of it, a book by the name of the second it's by a black woman historian named Carol Anderson. And she has uncovered the racist roots of the Second Amendment. So the Second Amendment was explicitly passed to allow white slave owners to keep black, their, their slaves down, meaning murder their, their enslaved people, right? That's the, that, is, that is why we have the Second Amendment. So let's be clear that your Bible, white people's Bible around guns is explicitly uh, white supremacy, anti-blackness. What has happened since 1791 when the Second Amendment was passed? A proliferation of guns and we see spikes after any incident where white people, further to what you said, right, um, are worried that non-white people are threatening. Ferguson, right, September 11th, COVID-19, George Floyd protests, all of these things. So the, the existence of guns and the proliferation of guns are explicitly based in white supremacy, anti-blackness and xenophobia. Guns are also the number one killer of all kids, black, brown, and white. Ergo, if guns are white supremacy and guns are the number one killer of white children in America, it therefore follows that white supremacy is the number one killer of white children in America. It is not complicated. It is it is a straight line. That just took me 15, 30 seconds to explain. Yeah. That's it. That's number one. Number two, procedural. Why haven't we done anything? So, and by the way, we're in the process of organizing a massive thing. So put a pin in June 5th. June awesome. 5th, everybody yeah. reserve June 5th. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so have a lot more information for you, everyone soon. Um, but what is holding us back? So I'll tell you what's not holding, who's not being held back is the other side, right? So they're like, we're going to ban abortion, check. We're going to ban Muslim people, check. We're going to ban trans people, check, right? Go look at Moms for Liberty social media. They are organizing. So white women on this side, the 56% who voted for you know Donald Trump the second time, the 53% who voted the first time are organizing in mass for this. What are white women doing on the other side. And I, we keep coming back to white women because white women have the power. Police are not going to shoot and kill white women. Police are not going to do all of that, right? And they have the numbers. They have the numbers to actually put an end to this nightmare. What are white 
liberal women doing on their other side? They're doing three things. One is nothing. That's one thing that they're doing. So let's be clear, doing nothing is doing something. Nonfeasance is feasance. So one is nothing, white silence. Number two, they are posting all up on Instagram, Facebook, they're TikToking, they're Snapchatting, they are all over social media. Number three, they are calling their representatives. Okay, number one, silence hasn't protected their white children. Uh, being really angry on Instagram, that that really vicious social media post hasn't protected their white kids. And calling Chuck Schumer one million, three billion times hasn't saved their kids. So what is the dictionary definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So we have a trifecta of white liberal woman nonsense, nothingness, right? Why is that white supremacy culture? Number one, blind faith in institutions blind faith in electoral politics. The institutions will save us. Joe Biden told us last week he's done. He, he is, he's done everything he can do. It's actually everything that he will do. He's kicked it to Congress. Congress has said they're doing nothing. We know what the U.S. Supreme Court has said. We, ha we have explicitly been told by the three branches of our federal government, go fuck yourselves. You're on your own. And what what do white people do? They keep being like, well, the institutions are going to save us. That is white supremacy culture, blind faith in institutions, concomitantly blind faith in democracy, in a democracy that's not actually democracy, right? Number two. Number three, perfectionism, white woman perfectionism. I'm not going to do it unless I know exactly how it's going to be done. And if if, if I don't know exactly if, if I'm going to get the result that I want. Right. So white silence, white perfectionist, blind, white blind faith in democracy, white blind faith in institutions, all these things are holding us back. And people keep saying, have we we've lost our minds? We've lost our minds. No, we haven't. These things, this is white supremacy culture. We've lost our imagination. White supremacy culture has robbed us of our imagination. So white supremacy has given these guys and gals uh, big vision. White supremacy is the fuel for them, right? So they're dreaming big, banning trans people, banning Muslim people, yeah, AR-15s. They're dreaming big, right? White supremacy culture on this side is like, we can't do this. We can't. Why? Imagine we need a full blown gun ban and a buyback plan like New Zealand. They're, so back to how this even works, right? So even in best case scenario, we have states that pass really good gun laws, right? Why is it that in places like Illinois, like Chicago, they have good gun laws. It has horrible gun violence because guns are coming in from Indiana. Like it doesn't matter, right? Even if your state has good gun laws, number one, number two, you can even buy, you can even make guns on 3D printers now. So it doesn't even matter. Oh God, yes. Taken, <laughs> taken to its logical extreme, uh, the flex of gun legislation is, is, it's not the flex that Democrats think it is. So imagine, I was just reading a Washington Post article yesterday about how gun makers are moving their factories from like the, the one that they used as the example from Connecticut with good gun laws to places like North Carolina, bad gun laws, right? So what if taken to its logical extreme that the blue states are underarmed and the red states are hyperarmed? We have a sitting duck situation. Why would we even want that? So the again, back to a straight line, there's two options now. One is we say, fuck it, everybody has a gun. That's what that's what the red people want, right? Yeah. If that is what the red people want, the opposition to that can't be, let's do more gun education, gun safety. The opposition to that has to be ban guns. So it's either everyone has a gun or ban gun. 
band guns. There's nothing in between. So what do we hear when we say that? What about this? What about this? What about this? What about that? Imagine during chattel slavery, if rather than calling for abolition of slavery, these the abolitionists were like, no, let's advocate for better treatment of slaves. Let's advocate for slaves to be able to sue their yeah. slave owners in the event that the slave owners murder yeah. their children. That's what we're the saying. It's, it's actually, yeah, proportional. It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't even make any sense. Well, what I really love about all your excellent points um, is that you're not like, and you're not, you're not just angry. You're like angry. And these are some steps that we can take. So do you think that we have, because you wrote this on your, on your Instagram. And I kept thinking, I, I always say that America's already made a choice when it comes to gun control and gun violence. I, and I think that happened after Sandy Hook, but you specifically said the genocide of children. So we have, we have accepted genocide of children. And you were saying that whiteness also leads to a lack of imagination. So are you talking about this lack of imagination and how we can respond? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like it, it back to, if the three things that white women are doing right now is silence, posting on Instagram and calling Chuck Schumer or Diana DeGette or whoever your rep is, we know that doesn't work. That's a lack of imagination. How about this? How about we actually organize just like the other side and have a clear call to action, which is ban guns and buy them back. I say this out loud and, and I get blinking into, into the camera and, and they're like, but what about hunters? What about people who, who like, okay, that's fine. If, if, if you, if you're in that space, know that you're on the side of the NRA. If you're, if your first instinct when I say ban guns and buy them back, if your first instinct is we can't do it, that's fine. You're on the side of the NRA. You can't have it all. And what we are trying to do is force white women to actually take a stance. Liberal white women have been on the sidelines, you know, DMing Amy Klobuchar and Kirsten Gillibrand thinking they're doing something. No, you doing that and not actually demanding, calling for a full ban and buying them back and putting your body on the line. Back to June 5th, June 5th, keep an eye out for what we're doing on June 5th, putting your body out there. And a, a white woman named Carly Goldberg, who's in our Race Dinner Network, said it so beautifully. She said, white women, we actually, our lives as we know it has to end. You can't be like, my activism is gonna, let me see if I can schedule my activism between <laughs> two and four. I'm crazy yes. busy, crazy busy. The crazy busy, we've talked about this in our book, the crazy busyness of white women is killing us all. So I've got, I'm so busy. I've got, I've got work. I've got kids. I've got elderly parents. Check, check, check for me too. Wow. You know, me too. And so like, uh, uh, you know, you can't schedule this in. You actually look at what's happening in France. These people are burning the city down for two to save two years of retirement. And we're not we're not willing to take a full day or two full days or two weeks. You know, I've got a vacation schedule that time. Okay, if you think that going to the beach is more important than having a live child, you go do that. But no, this is our work forcing you to actually know that you're making a choice. You're not going to be there on June 5th because you're going to be on vacation. That's fine. But know that that you're making a choice to go to Hawaii or to go to the beach or to go ski, not skiing, to the mountains, whatever, hiking, <laughs> whatever it is you're doing. No you, you booked tickets to a Broadway show that day. Okay, 
I hope Hamilton is more important than your child's life. We have to start changing our lives, the way we live, like our day to day cannot be so scheduled. By the way, that's white supremacy culture, right? I, how many white women do this? And we do it too. I don't anymore, but I used to. Yes. Uh, let's look at our calendars. The oh. next time I'm free yeah. is at 4 p.m. Eastern in September on September 19th. Yeah. If you look at my calendar now, Anushay, my days are, are, I leave, I don't even plan meetings. I don't, my days fill up really fast because I'm I'm now very much like, if you want to do a Zoom, like I did with you, when you said yeah, you want to do this, I'm like, sure, it. let's do it at 9 a.m. Um, but I don't plan things. I'm like, if you actually want to have a conversation with me, send me a Zoom link. I'll tell you what time I can do it. If you can do it, then show up then. But if you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I've got another meeting then. I'm sorry, I can't do it then. Like it's, it's spontaneous. Yeah. It's actually freeing your life bring your calendar so you can actually, I, I never have plans. It's pretty out. So today we're like, we're going to go for a walk today instead of having 15 other plans that might be indoors. And you can't do that. You don't want to do that because it's nice out. We actually overschedule ourselves to the point where, where there's no room to, to deal with things that actually matter. So right. I feel like I'm at church. Um, <laughs> the other thing I wonder, uh, wanted to ask you is that I feel like the, our entire culture is so toxic. Whiteness aside, there's so much anger in our politics. But the we you you wrote this in your Instagram as well. I keep coming back to this because it's an yeah. education. I encourage everyone um, to go check it out. That we are just being angry um, at Republicans instead of doing X Y Z. So. I feel like we kind of have to imitate our the the opposition, right? Because they are angry, but freaking doing stuff. They are on Capitol Hill. They are lobbying. They are organizing. Do you are you um, optimistic that we're going to get uh, our message? Because literally, I mean, our the lives of our children depend on it. So, do you think we're going to get our act together? Well, I'm still here. Obviously, I'm optimistic because I wouldn't still be here. But um, I back to. <laughs> Back to um, the anger piece, it's misplaced. Like mm. it, this, it's a red herring. So to be angry with the Republicans is to be on and doing nothing else is yeah. to be on the side of the Republicans. To be angry with the Democrats, which I I I'm no longer a Democrat. I'm an independent, right? I'm not. I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. I'm not. He said to us last week after those three white babies were murdered. So he clearly doesn't care about kids who look like our kids, right? Um, is he's done everything he can do. Why would I vote for somebody who has washed his hands? He could write, he could sign an executive order. Sure, we know, what about the Supreme Court's gonna overturn it? Yes, but it's something and it forces liberal white women to take fucking side, right? So um, sure, we can continue to be angry with Joe Biden. We can continue to be angry with the Republicans and the Democrats. You know who that lets, who you let off the hook when you do that is yourself. How about this? Be angry with yourself for doing shit. And nobody is more guilty of that than white women. Liberal white women are the most toxic people on the planet. They're mad at everybody else except for themselves. And it's not until they get angry with themselves that they're going to do shit. Get liberal white women that are doing nothing, posting on Instagram or calling Chuck Schumer or your representative, be fucking mad at yourself for 10 seconds and then do something about it. You can drop the anger after 10 seconds and do something about it. And we just did an Instagram live yesterday and some white woman's like, I know we suck. Stop with that too. This we <laughs> suck, we this, we that. Stop, just stop and do something. Stop yeah. and do something. What can you do right now? Do a Google search 
and find the BIPOC organizers in your city, and there will be, or L and or LGBTQ organizers in your city who are boots on the ground doing shit every day for reproductive health rights, for, you know, climate, for guns, start sending them money, start organizing. White women are like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Plan a party. You all are the OG party planners. You know how to plan a party. That's what organizing is. And in, in addition to, we're not trying to rob you of your joy where you talk shit about your husbands and your kids, you know, over a short day, <laughs> you can do that. And you can also talk about what is happening at your school board, what is happening at your state legislature, what is who in your community needs money for rent, for insulin, for housing, you know, housing, health care. And then I'm like, then set raise money. How do we do that? OK, it's the same way you you pass around a hat for everyone to chip in for someone's 40th birthday party gift or chip in for someone's bridal shower or chip in for somebody's funeral. It's literally the same thing. Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, have everybody send you money and then just start sending it. Start yeah. sending it. You can do that today. You can do that today. Mm -hmm. But all of this other stuff, even honestly, even like the marches and the walkouts and all that, what has that done? Absolutely. You know, and these poor kids, we're seeing these videos of these poor kids out of Tennessee putting mm -hmm. their bodies on the line. We are, We have made our kids... We've left them out to dry to either die or fight for themselves. And you see the police in, in Tennessee brutalizing these kids. Yeah. White women, you fucking need to put your bodies on the line. You need to put your bodies on the line. Yeah. But enough of the performative shit, like the women's march, right? Yeah. Half a million women show up, I, myself included. I was a white feminist at that time. I'm going to even post a picture of myself there yeah. because I want to be honest about I worked for the I organization that led that entire it was a feminist majority I, I, I used to be one too what was the call to action what was the call to action exactly I mean it really was and no shade I love the organizers of that march yeah. but it was like literally from 10 to 10 30 Cheryl Crow is going to be performing and then we're in a break for lunch <laughs> and then we'll have like you know I again I was there I was part yeah. of it like and at five it's like okay it's over let's go out for cocktails no <laughs> look at what's happening in France there's a demand there's a direct demand no we are keeping the retirement age at 62 and number two, we are going to stay here 24-7. We're not breaking for lunch. People are tagging in and out. Obviously, people are eating. People are using the bathroom. People are taking showers. But there's there's people there's people constantly. And that's what we need to do. Continuous. And also their ask is so specific. Have an specific. ask. Be specific. The, well, and our ask is ban guns and buy them back. And I, I have zero interest in engaging with anyone. How about this? Even if you're not 100% there, you're 85% of the way there. Look at the other side. You think every single person who voted for these people and came along with these people were like, I want to ban Muslims. I want to ban books. I want to ban trans people. Of course not. But they they have a clear message and they're like, you know what? I'm 80% of the way there. I'm going to go with this side. Yeah. People over here are like, I don't like what you're saying. It's too extreme. Okay, then what are you saying? What are you doing? Are you and, and can't you maybe get behind something that you're 80% of the way there just to get some movement, mm -hmm. some movement? We don't have to have uniformity of thought, but we do have to have uniformity of desire for change. And how about this? Can we uniformly agree that if guns are the number one killer of kids and we want to save our kids, that maybe we could get behind banning guns just for the sake of activating people? Yeah. 
It's pathetic. It's actually pathetic. pathetic. And you know, the world is watching us, by the way. The world is watching us. This is a uniquely American uh, issue. It's part of our culture, school shootings, gun violence. What I love about your anger is that you're so proactive about it. What, um, what gives you hope in the work that you do? Because it's so easy just to be like, oh man, and people can look at us and just be like, it's a bunch of, you know, people of color who are racist towards white people. But what gives you hope in the work that you do? Because there are some great white people. There are great white people who are also allies, right? Right? Right. Well, I hate the word ally because I think that that means <laughs> that means that it's like they're trying to help us. Uh, it yes. has to be accomplice. It's It's white people who actually fully realize that their lives depend on this too. And by the way, their babies are getting murdered. If they can't see this now, it's a choice. If they refuse to see this now, it's a choice. It's it's a actual choice. If you cannot see how white supremacy is not just killing you, it's killing your blonde Christian wealthy babies. That is a choice that you've made. Oh. What gives me hope? What other choice do we have? What other choice do I have? Like, seriously, the choices are this. You either have hope and you keep going or you don't and you die. Either way, you're gonna die. They're coming for all of us, you know? And and people say this to me all the time. I don't know how you do, I mean, the amount of threats that we get, right? The amount of trolling and stalking and, and all of this. Um, we're not safe anyway. Those blonde babies died on Monday, you know? And and, and their the parents- cycle has moved on. And, completely. And, and so silence won't save you. So if silence won't save you and you're scared of speaking up, like, Either way, we're doomed. So don't you just want to speak your truth or either way, we're not doomed. Maybe, just maybe, if enough of you all get off your asses, get off your Peloton bike for 10 seconds and actually do something, do something, we'll have some change. We haven't given it a shot. We literally haven't given it a shot. We have not tried. Syra Rao, thank you so much. You've lit a fire under my ass and I hope you've lit a fire under everybody else's ass. I feel like so, you were so the ask, the ask is sincerely follow along on social media. In, go to Instagram at S-A-I-R-A-R-A-O and at R-A-C-E-2, the number two dinner. And we are going to be unveiling a lot of stuff. Follow us and, and put June 5th on your calendar and I don't care where you are, you're, happy, you're going to be called to be somewhere in America. Figure out a way to get there. there. I'll be there. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank Check you. Out See you. Dinner and thank you so much for your time. I'll speak Thanks, to you. Thanks, Bye. Bye.